Welcome to your podcast, Leadership is Tricky, where we'll tackle various topics, challenges, and experiences as it relates to your investment in leadership. So, let's design success together. Now your hosts. Hey, welcome back, folks. It's Eric and Steve. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Eric. I'm talking to you through an iPad. This is different. (laughs) I know. Usually, he's sitting in front of me. We're practicing social distancing with everything that's going on right now, so... Um, yeah. So how things holding up in your household? We're good. Um, I mean, we're probably better than most, I would say, just because, you know, we've not come down with any of the symptoms that have been out there. Um, you know, my wife being kind of more high risk, she's pregnant right now. So we've been really adamant about keeping her separate. And then I have a four year old who's kind of taking it day by day. Uh, she's been really positive, which again is making me challenge my own ways of, you know, you know, just reacting to the to the information, the news cycle and all that stuff. So she's keeping me grounded. So we're good. How about you, Eric? Oh, it's been awesome. Uh, getting to spend a lot of time with the kids. Um, you know, they're they're out of school for five weeks. So I know my wife, if she was sitting here, she'd differ. Um, you know, she's <laughs> she's got them on a plan and it's kind of regimented, but she's uh, she's holding holding us down. Um, and now you get to be a part of the plan. It's good. It's awesome. Yeah. So today they had me outside for a few hours putting up their swing set since we're regulated to our, you know, our little area here. But um, so I yeah. guess you'll be on the swing set, too, then. Right. I don't know. I think that might thing might collapse. <laughs> it's, it's already looking a little sketchy. Uh, but it's good enough for them to have some fun in the backyard, though. But I, I, we're good. You know, we're stocked up on on essentials. And, um, yeah, we're just trying to do our part to to stay separated from everybody else. And, and family, friends, everybody's good? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, you know, my mom's texting me like every hour, you know, do you have enough this and that? But, <laughs> yeah, we're good. She's going to start sending Amazon drones to your, uh, to your house. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, yeah, so we didn't record last week because we were kind of in the thick of everything that's going on. So we decided to take a pause, um, focus on what's uh, what's important to us right now. Not saying that the podcast isn't, but we want to focus on family and leading through some of this that's going on right now. So um, yeah, let's just kind of like walk through the last couple weeks and you know some of the things that we're witnessing, uh, both on the positive and negative side. So. You know, how's the last, you know, two weeks for you been? Um, They've been just like a movie. I know it's cliche to say that a lot of people out there, that's kind of the narrative. And I I truly believe it just because of, you know, the movies that we've seen come out recently. Um, Every day is kind of a weird just narrative that I see either in the news media with people out there talking um, just the craziness you see with people popping out their phones and recording, you know, lines at the stores and stuff like that. Um, you know, just full di- full disclosure to the uh, to the audience. Eric and I both live in Europe, so I'm not saying that we've been ahead of what the states has been as far as like the reaction and the shutting things down and you know the the supplies going low at some of the stores that we go to. Um, but seeing it firsthand, especially with what's going on in Italy, it's been very surreal. I feel like I want to be there to help them. It's very isolating in a way that we can't cross that border, go down there and just kind of volunteer and be a part of, you know, even our organization, which has an office down there. Um, so I have a little bit of guilt when it comes to that. But at the same time, I'm fully like pumped about the leadership that's down there. Um, our organization has a really strong leader there that I've been able to watch day to day brief our um 
our main leader here in Germany, and um, he's got his thing going on. And you've heard the narrative. You know, Italy has gone to the mandatory quarantine with most people in their houses. Um, that doesn't, I mean, it translates right to the civilians and the soldiers that happen to stay on and stay off boat posts there. And, um, you know, he's been great and I, I'm learning a lot from him. Yeah, it's been pretty inspiring, not only just him, um, and I don't want to say his name, but um, also the general down there that's uh, kind of leading the way. So um, we were privy to one of his speeches a, a few months back when we were down in Italy for an, an event, and he really cares about his people in the country. And uh, he's kind of taking this thing on and, um, you know, providing updates. I see him on Facebook uh, live almost every other day, putting out good information. Um, and I actually reached out to a, a, a fr- friends of mine that are down in Italy to kind of see, you know, what's going on in their area. And, you know, they're they're a little more seasoned. They've been on the earth a little while and their concerns are, are real, you know, to see the numbers, you know, the staggering numbers of, of folks that are. Um, you know, falling to this, uh, to this uh, virus that's out there. But um, yeah, just seeing, you know, the leaders that we know in our area um, of influence uh, step up to the moment, you know, and and embrace their bigness and leading people through this and, you know, putting processes in place um, where there probably wasn't um, a process because, you know, this is unprecedented waters um, that that we're in uh, right now. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been kind of surreal, you know, that initially and, you know, full disclosure and, and, you know, Steve, I know you called me on it not too long ago is, you know, kind of when I was hearing this thing coming out of, um, Asia and it started to make its way towards Europe and starting to see the, the numbers starting to rise. I wasn't really full on worried, um, about it. I was just thinking, you know, that, uh, you know, it'll be something like the flu which, you know, I think a lot of people out there probably thought the same thing. But as, Absolutely. as, I, started, as I started to see, you know, uh, CDC information come out and, and restrictions in pl- uh, put in place to the tune of, you know, we're closing our borders. We're closing everything. People are staying home. I mean, things started to get real very, very fast. And, and I will tell you, within what, about 10 days or so, you know, we're we're, we're almost to that point um, where we're restricted to. Not a lot of movement, you know, parks are closed, um, you know, social distancing being apart from each other, um, you know. Full- well, stores are already changing their hours, restaurants, absolutely. You know, I do see people, you know, walking in front of my house right now, but that's even reduced in general as well. It's very quiet. Yeah, I know uh, the, the German chancellor came on and, you know, closed non-essential stores. So, like, there's no shopping. There's no. There's none of that. Just things to keep us alive, pretty much. Um so let me ask you a question while we're on this topic of, you know, you, you, you heard some things, the atmospherics that you talk about, just the, the noise that's happening. We saw China. We saw some, you know, Iran, I think, got popped a little bit with some of the cases. You know, that, that, that transfer of knowledge and the knowledge cycle that we talk about with data going to information to knowledge to wisdom do you think it was expedited in this case or can you talk through your own process when you heard the data and then you finally made the decision and, and did things on your team? Yeah. So um, as you know, and a lot of people that know who me and for folks that don't know me is I'm a very logical person. And you've even said I'm very unemotional. 
um, when it comes to things. And <laughs> it's uh, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Well, my wife has validated it. We've had plenty of uh, as we go through this. Is she? Yeah, asked I'm not me, gonna. I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah. So yeah, seeing the data um, for me and seeing the numbers, and I think um, it was it was there was a two day span where I was watching the numbers, especially for Germany, and seeing that. Um, two days in a row, it jumped from, you know, 30% one day from the previous day of people that were confirmed cases. And then there was a 40% jump the, the next day. Um, and that was the day where you were sitting in my office and you said, what do you know that I don't know? Um, yeah. and it wasn't so much that, um, I was, I wasn't scared really, but I, I see the trend and I saw the numbers and I felt like I had to react in the moment. Um, cause I was driving home one day, um, after looking at the 40% jump and I was just driving and I thought to myself is I'm going to full on telework to reduce the risk of one person being exposed and exposing the rest of my folks. And for folks that don't know is I, I run an engineering shop and um, our engineers, it's a, it's a finite number of folks that provide a lot of capability to, um, to our area of, yeah. of operation. So, um, I felt like I had to protect that, protect them and protect their families. And I kind of saw what was next was, you know, I know school closures were coming. I was already asking the question about uh, child development centers and knew that folks had to kind of get their holding environment right. Um, so, you know, I wanted to focus on their health and the health of their families. And that's kind of how my mind went. It was based off of data and just looking at the trends of what happened already in China and how quick it went. Same thing in Italy. Um, and you know, I saw Germany as being the next hotbed because the numbers were just, just, just moving so quickly, um, of folks that were being infected. So that was kind of my thought process was to look at the data, use the logic and, and get to a, a decision point and be decisive in the moment. Um, but a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, listening to my folks who were worried, right. And they were scared about it, um, to show some of that, just that compassion and empathy required in the moment. So. Yeah, that's kind of how I walked through that. And what about yourself? Uh, similar. And I think, um, so the way that I was looking at the data was very similar to what you said, um, but I also was trying to challenge some assumptions in our organization and the fact of, can we send our teams home? Are, are we in that position? And I was looking for the direction from our you know, senior leader in the organization from a civilian perspective to kind of tell us, Hey, you can do this. Go ahead and do it, and not take that, you know, pre pre preemption kind of tap, you know, decision, and say everybody go, and then kind of ask for forgiveness later. Um, in hindsight, because of the people being first, you know, you and I talk about this constantly. It was the right decision when it, when anything ever kind of affects health, safety, lives of the people that are doing the work. You have to react to that, and I think that's why this decision cycle from data to knowledge, even to wisdom, preempted both of us to go ahead and say, look, do it. Because there were other people in our organization that, you know, decided to go ahead and keep coming in, go to kind of a 50-50 staffing, just send a few folks home and keep some people in the office and slow roll it more than what you and I did. But, you know, another thing I, I leveraged was we were already kind of telework ready and we're doing telework things. So it wasn't really a big risk, specifically for my team and even from your team. I know you have folks that telework. So it was a logical, let's just go home. Let's, you know, do a test run of 100% telework. We've never had the whole team out at one time. 
Um, but it, you know, I was looking at it very similar to when we get a bad weather day, you know, working for the government, we've had a lot of government shutdowns where we have to kind of go home anyways and jump on the box and do things that way. Um, so in saying all of that, it, it was easier, but I didn't react as quick just because of, you know, just me being more of a junior leader and I'm trying to not make an excuse in this moment right now, but, you know, I was looking for that. And then I think you and I, you counseled me a little bit and said, look, you, you need to take the, you know, the, the safety of your folks into account in this decision. You have the authority to do this. And that was just something that I just made an assumption. So I had to challenge it. Yeah, that was interesting, too, because when we all sat together as um, leaders in the organization, I was kind of the outlier. People were looking at me like I was nuts, like, what are you doing? Um, but I had already made the decision. I already had counseled my uh, junior supervisors um, to say, hey, you know, put your people on 100 percent telework, um, you know, at noon today, you know, get them out of here. And then, folks, you know, we started to see some gaps which is I'm glad that we went through that fairly quickly because we started to see folks that didn't have laptops, folks that didn't have the software on their machines. We saw power supplies failing, um, VPN, uh, you know, virtual private networks, uh, you know, just connections just not there for them, um, email not working. So um, it took us a few days to iron that piece out, but I'm glad that we went through it because now everyone's full up 100% on telework and we're actually, um, I wouldn't say that we're more efficient but I think that we're more um, responsive um, because everyone's in chat rooms, everyone's online. We can get to each other quickly because when you're in a building, one thing that I, I find is that there's a lot of distraction. And then, you know, you're hunting people down. You know, I have to leave my office to go downstairs to find someone to get them a piece of information or yeah. I send them an email and hope that they get get to them when they get back. But when we're all on telework, I mean, we're. We're in constant communication. It's very instant, and it's it's actually kind of nice. Um, now, the circumstances in which we had to exercise this isn't nice. But what I'm what I'm getting at is that I think we're challenging some assumptions, and we're starting to see some of the inefficiencies and the gaps in our daily um, workplace. Um, I don't know if you can attest but, to that as well, well. Well, now you're hitting the nail on the head, and I think that's been my big aha. And I'll talk to another one in a second here, but. You know, those skeletons in a closet, the people that have been around the building for, you know, the 5, 10, 15 years, they know information. They might hoard the information or it's just something that's not rel relatively known. Um, that's all come to light in a rel relatively short amount of time. And what's funny about it is we've all had to figure it out so fast. If we didn't have the information, someone would just take it and run and go figure it out. Mm -hmm. And nobody waits now. And it's kind of that whole like, you know, trust went up significantly and I can only speak for my team and then the folks that I do interact with that are on other teams, but everybody's just knocking stuff out. They're not waiting to get the, the approval like I was talking about earlier that I needed personally. They're just doing it because it's the right thing to do or it's a piece of information that the team needs to see. And then also, you know, we're forced into collaborating in a central location versus you know, physically people would go take a break or go do a drive by or water cooler talk with other people. We are missing that kind of osmotic communication or the, the people to people kind of thing physically. But because we're not around each other, we do have that central spot that people jump in and out of constantly throughout the day. And it's been really neat to see that. So we've kind of adjusted our processes very agile like you know we're just figuring it out as we go we're failing but we're also learning from the failures and getting more and more efficient 
And I think coming out of this, and we were just talking about it before we started, I feel like our organization, and I'm sure many, many others out there, not only in the public space, but in the private space, they're going to challenge their assumption that telework doesn't get the job done. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I think uh, just hitting on one of the things that you said that, you know, people are just stepping up and knocking things out. Uh, I think what I'm starting to find through this and kind of my moment happened last week is that in adversity, like innovation thrives. Um, And I I mean that because folks are starting to just fill gaps that um, one, we didn't know, um, but we're getting to the solution very quickly. Um, Just the other day, I mean, we didn't have enough VPN connections. Um, to service all of our workforce. And it took three, you know, our, our uh, engineering triad, our trifecta, yeah. <laughs> you know, it took for them just to huddle together to say, okay, we're just going to do this. They started pulling equipment out of the warehouse um, and they started piecing things together to increase capacity. So that way other folks could, you know, get the luxury of, you know, working from home and, and, and taking care of things, you know, for themselves and their family, as well as the organization. But I think people are just amazing. I mean, and we're tapping into like untapped potential that was out there in the workforce um, or folks that you thought that um, you didn't know what they did because you always hear that. Right. When we're in our status quo, it's like, I don't that person ain't doing shit. Right. Or that person isn't doing this or that. But when adversity hits, you start to see exactly what it is that they do. And it's very important. Um, Yeah, because I I saw one of our one of our coworkers um, um, in our organization it was one of those people where people questioned um, and I heard it, you know, uh, through, on the fringes. But like when things hit the fan, this person got everyone together around his process and we were successful um, getting information to decision makers and um, and to the workforce. And he was kind of the conduit for that. Um, <clears throat> he, he remained nameless. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, I've already talked to him on the side just to give him that feedback. Um, but it's kind of cool just to see. um the cracks in, you know, our, in our enterprise um, and, you know, how we do day to day business and then starting to see those people that fill the gaps without looking for guidance or direction or even approval. And I think that's what we need right now. We don't need bureaucratic um, levels of authority. Um, Absolutely. Getting in the way of uh, success. So, well, we were talking about it, too. Like, how many meetings now can we cut out of the daily kind of day-to-day, um, you know, battle rhythm is kind of the term that we use. But I'd love to come back after this, after we all, the dust is settled, you know, hopefully in the near future, but we have that honest conversation, look at each other and say, we got more mission done than when we had all of these other meetings and all of the other, because we used to do it all the time, meetings, maybe we can cut some of that out and actually go back to where we are now. We're at, we're a version 2.0 of ourselves now, which is, I think what we're always trying to do is continuously improve. Yeah, I, th- I think the the disappointing thing would be is if we fell back into our norms, um, yeah. you know, coming out of this and, and not really looking at lessons learned and, and embracing that. Because um, you were mentioning it before we got on. So for folks out there, Steve and I were talking for about 10 minutes before we hit record. And, <laughs> and we were saying some good stuff. But We normally do that. It's all good. <laughs> but um, kind of what we were talking through was, Man, I think I lost my train of thought, but it's okay. Um, well, there's the knowledge transfer, retention, that kind of process, the CAM. Yeah, so more of the, the the lessons learned piece of it. Are we capturing all these things so we can sit back, reflect, and then, and then improve, to your point, um, how we used to do business? Or um, 
the, some of those assumptions might be fact, right? We might not be good in this area, might be great in another, but so let's embrace, um, you know, the, the opportunities to, to improve our organization. Um, and, well, and that, that's what I wanted to say, like, not only to us, but to other leaders listening to this, you don't have to be in a formal position of, of uh, leadership. If you know people are hitting it out of the park right now, it's incumbent on us right now to make sure that we retain that, give them the praise, the adoration, the accolades, the whatever on the spot that you got that you can do in your organization. And let's recognize those folks as it happens, because they need that pat on the back right now more than ever. Because and, of the isolation that we're in. And I think not only that, too, is um, in the moment, um, I, I would say so I would talk about a gentleman that I work with. He's one of my peers. And, you know, this this guy, he lives and breathes operations. Right. Yeah. Um, to watch him step in and step up the way that he has. I mean, the guy, he's a machine. I mean, he's working, you know, 14, 16 hour days. He's always on because he's always te- he's always emailing me or texting me or um, but just to watch how he is risen to the occasion. I can get behind that period. Um, yeah. I, I am in awe of this gentleman. I, I told him um, the other day to his face that, you know, I appreciate his leadership through all of this. Um, and he was taken aback a little bit. He was just kind of like, you know, we just got to get the job done. I'm just going to fill it in. But um it's, I think it's those types of interactions and just taking a moment to tell folks that they're doing a great job. Um, I think it goes a long way and I think we're going to be better for it as we come out of it. I mean, same thing for, um, you know, our, bo- you know, our commander, our boss. Um, I had my, I had my thoughts, you know, before going into this, uh, into this crisis, but to see how he's just taken it on, you know, with the rigor and the, um, I don't want to say the, intensity if you want to say that word i don't know yeah i mean it's it's motivating i mean he he has really stepped in and he's leading us through this crisis and i didn't know he had it in him be honest um but to 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 see it uh, i took a moment to let him know that hey you're doing a great job through this and um leading through chaos and crisis isn't easy um you know it takes it takes a certain type of person to have the calm collective and that strategic agility to be able to synthesize information quickly and then and and take decisive action and give guidance um through this and um i mean and these two gentlemen have done that um there's others that are enabling a lot of what we do today that probably i don't see but i know that it's happening but i hope leaders out there just take a moment to to reflect and and give people that that praise um not only in the moment but as we come out of this you know maybe there's an award or maybe there's some some time off or or something they can give them um, to show that but, we appreciate them. And we've talked about it, man. Feedback is the greatest gift of all. I know some people don't like the public display, if it's a certificate, if it's an actual, like, you know, award or medal or something. But we don't do feedback enough, and we don't do it well. So, uh, you know, what you're doing is, is great, Eric. I hope others take the cue from you because um, you got to do it in the moment. And while the person – is going through the experience and we're all going through it right now. Um, nobody could have prepared any of us for some kind of a, you know, a, a contagion, if you will, that spreads throughout the world, all, you know, seven, eight billion of us um, to, to see people make the decision. You know, they've got two choices in that moment. You can curl up in a ball and kind of 
react in the way that you do to say, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because some people it's just, it is too much and you have to take that pause. But then there's the others, the unsung heroes, maybe the people that you didn't expect that they come into their own. And it's, it's awe-inspiring. It shows how people really are, the goodness of people, minus all of the noise that we do here inside of the social media. Plus you've got, you know, presidential election stuff happening and, you know, just all of that nonsense is getting back to the people, which goes back to, you know, why we talk about people being so much more important than mission or work or anything else in life. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great point, but I think we talk about it all the time, right? Is in heightened levels of disequilibrium or chaos, right? That gets introduced to our environment. I would tell you that we're all in that danger area right now. And three things might happen, right? We're going to fight, we're going to flee, or we're going to freeze. Um, but, you know, but if we focus on the people, we can pull ourselves, pull each other out of that danger area and we can start learning from this. And that gets back to those lessons learned. And then, you know, later on, you know, as other crises or crises, yeah, crisis, yeah. Crises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as other things pop into our, 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 you know, daily lives or, you know, maybe five years from now, something else happens that we're a little bit more prepared because um, you're never going to be prepared for crisis, right? Um, that's why it's called a crisis. Um, but, you know, we can be a little bit more better equipped to handle um, maybe next time the influx of folks for telework. Um, or if we look on the the outside, right, you know, how do we look at the essentials and take care of our neighbors and, and you know, et cetera. So, um, yeah, so I, I just think that that model, you know, is is more prevalent now than than it probably was, you know, three, four weeks ago. Um, and that we, we have to look out for each other and look look at folks and when they're in that heightened sense of uh, disequilibrium. Um, so that way we can help them, you know, kind of work through that. And it might take a special person. It might not be me or you, Steve. It might be me or you sitting in that danger area. But someone else has, t- you know, taken notice and, you know, might calm us down and say, hey, Eric, you know, don't be so logical. You might have to be emotional here. And well, and that's why I said it that way. I don't want people listening to this to think that, you know, if you react the way you do, if you have that emotional response initially, and if you're still going through it right now, that's a bad thing because it's not. What I'm trying to get across is we're, the, we're all in this together and you really need to leverage the relationships, the people around you, your family. If you don't have anybody, email us. I don't mind talking to anybody that's out there. I mean, we, we would love to have you on and just talk through what you have going on in your head, what your thoughts are. Um, that, that, it just it sounds so much like we're just, we all need to get back to basics right now, where those human connections are at, where those senses of communities at the lowest levels should be, and they, they technically are, and we're discovering them all over again right now. And, uh, and then you've seen it. You know, I've seen people because they're missing that, you know, that early morning coffee break with their folks or, you know, doing happy hours, they get on, you know, YouTube live or they get on Facebook live and they get with their friends or whomever else wants to join up and they have a virtual cocktail with everybody or they have a, a chat about whatever water cooler chat and, they, and they're doing yoga sessions and all kinds of stuff innovatively to your point through this thing we call the internet. So what if the internet went away? That's what, that's, I guess the bigger question, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that. I mean, um, I'm starting to see that, uh, it, you know, the, a lot of the systems are being stressed out there, you know, the Netflixes and the Amazon primes, et cetera. But, you know, then it gets back to, 
what what can we do without the internet? Because there was a time before that, right? There was. Um, I know some folks are, you know, a little younger than I am. And hell, even our generation, we're kind of in the in between where we didn't have the internet, really. Yeah. Um, you know, modems were starting to, to pop up and we were... <laughs> And right. the and the you've um, got mail guy, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's really what I'm finding now is that I'm I'm embracing my 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 tribe a little more, right? I'm starting to see that a lot of the things that I thought that were important aren't as important. Yeah. Um, you know, taking a moment like my daughters and I this morning, um, we put on a YouTube um, video and we did a family workout together. Um, and then, you know, we, we played some Jenga and we played puzzles and we've done arts and crafts and, you know, we're having a lot of laughs. And, um, you know, my kids are telling me stories about the things that they miss and the, I'm starting to see their routines because I don't get to see it as often. You know, my wife, yeah. you know, she's the real MVP in all of this. She makes sure that we're all taken care of. But I'm starting to see um, more of my kids' personalities and who they are. And um, and I will tell you, that's probably the silver lining for me through all of this is to see that and um, also, you know, even with folks that um, we work with, I mean, we're starting to have deeper conversations than just work, you know, because I generally care about them and I care about their families. And I'm starting to, you know, hear about the things that they're dealing with um, in their family environments. And we're sharing those stories, um, although virtually, but, you know, yeah. we're sharing and we're having the conversation. And it's kind of cool um, to to see that, because I think when we get lost in our day to day lives, um, it's all about the work. It's all the superficial, you know, this is who I want you to see the facade. Um, and you know, and then you come home late after putting in so many hours and the family's ready to go to bed and you miss all of those small details of their lives, um, that, um, I'm starting to embrace, embrace and, and appreciate a little bit more as we're going through this. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's not much more to say. I mean, the narrative is out there. There's the Simon Sinek's and, you know, Gary V's that we follow and the others that are kind of promoting their leadership doctrine and philosophy and what you should be doing. Um, I don't think we intend to add to that. What we're trying to do is just give you kind of some, I don't know, the big ahas that we're going through right now. And then I think we should continue creating more, Eric. I think that's going to be therapeutic for both of us. And I think for others out there, just kind of listen to what, you know, with a leadership spin, how do you evolve through, you know, the more data and information that we're going to hear throughout the next coming weeks. It'll be interesting to listen to this podcast a month or two from now, because I guess our, you know, I'm, I'm in the camp of, I think we'll be okay mid May, I hope. Um, but I know that, um, you know, right now there's nothing that's guaranteed and we're in this, very, very big, you know, level of unsurety right now. So, yeah, so I think, um, I, I don't know if we will be okay in May. I don't like to do like proclamations like that, but, um, I would probably say that coming out of this, we will all have changed. Yeah. You know, this, this event for our lifetime will change us period. Um, hopefully for the better. Right. Um, and, and then, you know, some folks are going to deal with, um, loss through a, a lot of this. And, you know, my heart breaks for them and hope they get through it. Uh, um, yeah, you know, however, the best way they can get get through it. But, um, yeah, I'd love to do a retrospective, you know, if things start to normalize or whenever things do normalize. Um, and, and, yeah, maybe we just we maybe we cut up this this episode and see, you know, what were our thoughts back then? And then 
how have they changed, you know? I think so. And I think I'd love to do like a, like kind of what you were kind of alluding to though, is maybe we do like a zoom session and we start inviting people to it so we can just, uh, have like a round table discussion on, you know, we could do it live. Yeah. I think we should do that for sure. I think that'd be cool. So, um, yeah, man, you got any parting thoughts before we close this one out? I mean, the only thing I can say is, you know, stay positive. Um, I, I think of myself as being kind of a positive guy. I think um, we need a lot of that right now. Um, there's a lot of the negative that can seep in, and rightfully so. I think there's some scary things. But, again, silver linings are all over the place. There's opportunities everywhere. It's a target-rich environment. Take advantage of those right now. Um, you know, people have talked about take the time for yourself at the house if you're a little bit bored quote unquote um but there's there's always an opportunity in any situation so that's what i would leave cool i can't follow that with anything else so so with that i just want to tell the audience thanks for listening in uh we will try to get back to our normal schedule and posting every sunday um i think there's a lot of opportunity for us to kind of work through this um these topics um a little bit more and and put things in in context and perspective um so, um, yeah. So if you're a first time listener, thank you. Um, for those that are coming back, thank you as well. Um, you guys can reach us on, um, leadership is tricky.com to listen to our podcast as well as all of the other major podcast outlets, such as, uh, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. Um, you can also, um, submit, um, articles so that we can post on our, on our website. Um, I do have a few in backlog. So if you've sent me articles and have not looked at them, I'm sorry. Um, I will get, (laughs) I will get to them, um, as soon as I can. So, um, yeah. So Steve, thanks again. Um, you know, my, uh, send my love to your family. Um, Yeah. Same to you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm going to go back in the backyard and see if I can tighten up the swing set. That's kind of wobbly right now, but, um, yeah. So, (laughs) Yeah, for folks that are out there, um, you know, going through this, uh, take care of your neighbor, take care of your family, take care of yourself, okay? With that? We're out. We're out.